Spotlights is a series of online events and publications focusing on a particular group of victim survivors who are often hidden from services. As part of Safe Life Spotlight on domestic abuse and young people, this week my colleague Deirdre has met with Kyla, the parent of a young survivor of domestic abuse. Kyla talks about her daughter's experience of repeated domestic abuse, teenage pregnancy and ultimately the help and support she received from a specialist young person service. Please note, names have been changed to protect identities. So do you want to start out by telling me about yourself? Well, my name's Mm -hmm. Um, I work full-time, so... I look after the... I'm the main breadwinner for the house. Yeah. Um, and I'm just here to help support my daughter. Mm-hmm. Who has a nine-week-old baby now. Yeah. Ten week. Ten, Ten weeks. Yesterday. Wow. Who you've been helping look yeah. after as well. He's really... lovely. He's not like my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> they get older. I think little lads are much easier than what lasses are. My son was... My son was a, I had a little bit hassle with him, but not as much as what I did with her. Mm. What I mean, did you have with her? Lying, mm-hmm. drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd go out and say she was sleeping at her friends, mm. and she'd be out on the streets all night. Um, which I didn't know because mm. I'd ring the parents. Oh, yeah, she's sleeping here. But then later on during the night, they would turn around and say, oh, well, we're sleeping at such and such a house and it would all get intertwined. How old was she when that started? 14. Wow. How'd that make you feel? I didn't know a lot at the time. Yeah. Um, I didn't know about how much she was drinking. Mm. Um, Which was... A fair bit, a fair bit from what and gather now. Watches coming out now with, mm. but um, to me, it got to the point where it was like her norm. Mm-hmm. So like her attitude was a normal attitude. Yeah. Um. She got more to the point where it was more boys, more friends, and more than our schooling, which. Yeah. She liked school when she was younger, but as you hit your teen... You, nobody likes school when they hit the teenage years. Yeah. But um, I thought we were plodding on quite nice, so I know she had her problems and stuff like that, but I didn't think it was as bad as what, what it was. With the, it was mainly the boys. Yeah. And what, what um, made you realise that it was getting worse? Did she tell you, or did you start to get... Um, I don't know, clues that things were... There was a little bit... Clues here and there. Mm -hmm. A little bit more. Um, She would turn around and say she was going to her her friends for, like, a session, is what they call it. Um, Just where it was, like, a group of lads and lasses in a house Mm -hmm. having a drink. 
And I would turn around and say, right, well, don't drink too much. And she'd come in, she'd look fine. And then other days I'd get phone calls from the police. Can you come pick her up? She's drunk and disorderly. Mm. So it was like hitting me, see how she was. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> she'd be good, sometimes she didn't. I tried grounding her, that didn't work. Yeah. I tried taking things off her, that didn't work. <clears throat> Not much. Um, we took her to school. Mm-hmm. We picked her up from school. Yeah. But she wasn't at school. Okay. So as we were dropping her off, she was absconding. Yeah. When did you find out that um, she wasn't at school during the day? Not very often. I'd get the odd phone call from the the school, which I'm, it was literally an odd phone call. Yeah. From the school saying she wasn't in lessons. Yeah. And then we'd be, like, trying to find her, find yeah. out where she was. Um, you better get back home, you're in trouble. Yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> Sounds like you felt quite powerless to... I was. Yeah. Because me and her used to be at each other so constantly. Yeah. And I I was trying to keep the peace because her dad suffers from mental health issues, so anything that was, like... Getting him wound up, I was mm. trying to keep him on a like a a decent level. Yeah. But trying to pull her into line as well, so yeah. it was an awkward situation. So there's a lot of drinking going on, a lot of absconding from school, lying, boys, boys not telling you the truth, not responding to kind of discipline, which obviously what you say makes you feel quite disempowered. When did that shift into kind of um, violence, maybe? Um, there wasn't violence in the household. Yeah. It was a boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, she got in with this lad and it was to the point where he was manipulative. Mm-hmm. I knew he was. Mm-hmm. At first, I says, she says he's too nice. I says, give him a chance. I says, how do you know what nice is? I says, you haven't really been out with many boys. Mm-hmm. I says, give him a chance. He might be nice. And then I th- it was like certain signs. She wasn't allowed, allowed to go out with her mates. Mm-hmm. He was checking her phone all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, even when they were here. Yeah. Because I, I prefer her to be in the house because I knew she wasn't drinking in yeah. the house. Yeah. So I would allow him to come over here. Yeah. But I wouldn't allow him upstairs. Yeah. So he used to come over um, and he'd sit. And at first it was his, like, his head down, I thought. I don't like that. He's been coming long enough to be able to like talk to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Say hello, whatnot. Yeah. But, and then it was the point where it got to the... It was quite like verbally abusive. Mm-hmm. They were like shouting at each other and... And I stopped that. I tell them off for that. In the, so it would happen in the house in front of you? In the house, but it was worse when it was out with her friends. Okay. And how did you know that? Would she come back and tell you? Or were you just kind of figuring it out? She, or? she would come back and she says, I've been arguing with again. Well, what you've been arguing about? Yeah. So she'd come out with different things. And I turned around and I says, you don't need him. I says, yeah. get rid of him. And for two and a half years, I kept trying to tell her to get rid of him, left, right and centre. And it wasn't until she ended up falling pregnant. 
And she was 14 years old at the time and I turned round. She wanted to keep it. And I, I had a good talk with her and I says, look, I says, he's like this with you now. I says, not being awful, you're 14 years old, you're no predicament to look after a child. Mm. I says, and the longer, I says, if you keep it, I says, you never get rid of him. You'll never. No. And it was the point where we did sit down as a family and decide the best thing for her at the time was to have a termination. Yeah. Um, which didn't help her mental health yeah. neither. I should, to be honest, I should allow her keep it, because it made her go from one point to worse. Hmm. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So. We went through a little bit with that, um, and it was to the point where he did lift his hands to her. Mm. She went to my sister's, because mm-hmm. um, she was near my sister's at the time. Yeah. Um, and then she she come home with because she was with her friend, so she ended up coming home. Yeah. And she told us about that, and I, I just hit the nail on the head in the end. And I turned around, I went right. You're not seeing him no more. I ended up arguing on the phone with him because he turned... When she had the termination, she wasn't very well. Yeah. So she didn't tell him that. She just says that she'd lost the baby. Mm. I says, it's no good telling him that you've done that because it's just going to get more wound up. Yeah. So she just turned around and said she'd lost the baby. Um, and he was being really abusive on the phone. And mm. I took the phone off her in the end. And I went, call your phone once more. I says, and I'll hit the roof. I says, she's not very well. I says, leave her alone, she's in the house. And his whole attitude, his whole attitude, even shouting at me on the phone, I went, just don't ring back no more. Mm. And I hit the nail on the head and I says, right, that's it, you don't see him no more. Yeah. And it was a couple of times she would sneak out, because she was grounded then, and I mean, grounded big style, and she would sneak out, sneak out to see him. Yeah. And she got caught twice off her dad, and mm. it wasn't worth it. She says it's just not worth it. She says because I know what it's like. Yeah. So she did get away from it eventually. Yeah. But the schools didn't help. I went down and explained everything at the school. They didn't help. They were supposed to be putting, giving her mentors because I was going to take her out to school then. Uh, and they were giving her mentors. They were supporting her. They were doing this. They were doing that. The promise were the earth. She yeah. went back to school and it just nothing. She was stuck back in the middle of it with him. Um, and he was at school as well. He right? was at school. He's at the same school. But he was a year older. So okay. he left. But then I still had the same hassle with the school. And I took her out of her. It was her last year. She was going... She went back the first day at school for her last year. And um, it was all about her uniform. <laughs> and her uniform was fine. It was fine. And they were kicking off about that, and my dad just lost his temper. He went, right, he says, I'm taking her out, she's not come back. We just took her out of school then. Sounds like it was the least of her problems. Yeah. <laughs> and they weren't supporting our big problems. Yeah. And all I wanted to do was get the uniform made. Right. I said, nah, it's not, they're not supporting her. Yeah. And I knew with our mental health needs that she needed help. Yeah. And I'd seek, I'd put in the council for like, the councillors to see her. Mm. 
And I kept getting letters saying, they'll get back to her, they'll get back to her. And I ended up sending that to a private counsellor. Yeah. That um, they was subsidised, it was charity-based. Okay. Um, and she done okay with her. But then she signed her off and she just stayed in the house and just things got worse. And, yeah. Um, then she went... To the opposite, she'd start going back out with her mates again. Yeah. And it was like the full circle over again. And with not having the baby, I think it just made her worse. And yeah. That's why when she fell pregnant this time, she says, I want to keep him. I went, right, fine. Yeah. So that's where we're at now. Yeah. And how did all of that make you feel? Helpless. Yeah. Helpless. Mm. Um. We plodded on, I plodded on as best I could, but like, as I say, I tried to get in touch with, I was taking her down to the doctors, the doctors were fobbing her off as um, hormonal. <laughs> then when she was pregnant, they fobbed it off as a hormones again. And I knew there was a lot more to it than that. Um, she ended up getting in with... Is that the dad? The dad of the bane. Yeah. And it was the same... She was arguing, and I thought, I, I says, and I says, at the end of the day, all these arguments aren't good for you. Mm-hmm. I says, it's not a healthy relationship when you're arguing constantly. Mm-hmm. I know, but we're fine. I says, but you're not. I says, because you're arguing. Yeah. I says, it's not right. Mm. Um, I says, and the arguments are just getting out of hand. I says, you're back to square one. Yeah. What was I with? She says, I know, but he's not like... I says, well, I can't say that. I says, because when he's coming round, he's doing the same thing. He's sitting there with his head in his hands or his hood up and he he just doesn't want to know. So, and then when she had... the finished, when she was pregnant, because he didn't really want to know, he says the baby wasn't his. Um, it was his. The drinking's... She settled down a little bit more, but that's because of the help with Jamelia. yeah. Um, because with her being when she was pregnant, the midwife got in touch. And that's when we were going with Jamelia and stuff like that. And yeah. now she's learning to to see the signs a lot better. Yeah, she she notices things. She says, "You and me, Dad, don't argue like that." She says, "But me and argue like that all the time." Yeah, and she notices the signs so much more. But she notices them with her friends as well. Okay, and she's trying to convince her friends that. They're not in healthy relationships. Oh, as in her friends' relationships with their boyfriends yeah. or whoever, I see. And she's, she finds that um, a lot of them aren't in healthy relationships. Yeah. And we were sat talking about it a couple of weeks ago. Well, a couple of months ago. Yeah. About different things. And she ter- even she turned around and says, Mum, this should be put in the schools. She says because it would stop the lads and the lasses. Yeah, because it's not just about the girls having to figure no. it out. They need to know. Because what she was getting off by, by checking his phone and everything, she was doing it. Yeah. So it was like, follow suit. Because she didn't know any different. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, that makes complete sense. I mean, and it sounded like unless she'd gotten that help, the same things could have been repeated because she yeah. might not have known any better. 
And you were telling her it wasn't right, but there's totally different between what your parents no, tell you. No, she wouldn't listen to me one one eye old, and yeah. I was saying it's not right. Um, you know, a lad doesn't lift his hands, a lad doesn't shout at you. Yeah, you shouldn't be arguing like that. It's not healthy. Yeah, um, but it was just sort of, well, you know nothing. You don't know nothing about it, do you? Yeah. So you couldn't help her understand that somebody else needed no. to. And you think the schools should have been doing that for the girls uh, and the boys. Yeah. yeah. I think it should... Well, we were speaking about it and we think it should be put across the board at school. It's like a... Um, like all the kids should have to take it. Definitely. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And it, it shows them the signs of a healthy relationship, what not yeah. to do, because she's she's seen it more amongst her friends. Yeah. And she's trying to tell them and they're not listening to her. Yeah. You shouldn't have to go through all of that to understand. To understand health. what goes yeah, on. Yeah, that should be a basic thing to know before you mm. get into a relationship. Because me and my dad, we've never, every like we've never argued. Yeah. Big ad, slightly, you know what I mean. But we never argued. We yeah. never do. Yeah. We just get on well. We sort of like um. If there's anything needs doing, we sit down. We talk about it. We sit down. And talk about um. If we would need to buy anything and stuff like yeah. So it's... To us, we work as a team. Yeah. And to me, that's how a relationship should work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like teamwork. Yeah. So, if you were to get a message across to kind of policymakers, the ones who... I think up. it should be across the board. I think all... Like the... What Jamelia does should yeah. be put across the board. To anybody. To everybody, all the kids. Yeah. So it nips it in the bud before it gets too far. To this point. Uh-huh. Dangerous. Because if <laughs> wasn't caught up because she was pregnant, she wouldn't have got to say Jamelia. Yeah. So how would it have affected her life in the future? How would it have gotten worse? Uh-huh. Yeah. And how she would have accepted anything. And she would have ended up being the perpetrator. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Because she doesn't know no different. What you said is she Uh was picking up the behaviour from her first boyfriend. And doing the same with her second. Yeah, it sounds like she went through a lot of abuse with two two different guys. uh, Terminated pregnancy, mental health needs, another pregnancy before somebody. And it sounds like from what you're saying, a parent obviously can't do everything. (laughs) They can't. They can't. Well, the kids going. don't listen. Yeah. The they all think that the parents are sort of how can I put it? Spoiling the phone. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I've turned around. I says, I've been there. I've wore the t-shirt. I've done all what you're doing. So, um, there might be other parents who might be going through a similar experience. You might be feeling quite powerless or helpless. Like, what kind of message do you want to give to them? fight seek help yeah um if you kind of do it on your own you, you need to seek help yeah because i couldn't have got to where she is now if it hadn't been for the likes of jamelia yeah because the schools they haven't got a clue yeah. schools haven't got a clue what goes on all they think about is what needs to be done for teaching the kids their education for their education and not what the kids needs are not a life education mm. yeah 
Okay. So the message parents keep fighting. Get keep help. fighting. Get help. Yeah. It's hard, but you get there eventually. Yeah. And sounds like you have. Now you've got a beautiful baby boy. Yeah. He's no bother. <laughs> Just a daughter, as I say, but we'll get there. <laughs> We're getting there in slow stages. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for talking to me. That's fine. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about Safe Lives Spotlight on young people and domestic abuse, please go to our website, safelives.org.uk, where we will be uploading new content every week, each exploring a different aspect of young people and domestic abuse. If you'd like to participate in the discussion, you can go to our website to sign up for the webinar on March 3rd between 1 and 2pm, and also join in the Twitter Q&A conversation on March 15th between 1 and 2pm. Just go to hashtag safe young lives.